You're listening to the Getting Mindful with Megan podcast. Good morning, or at least good morning from me. This is the time of day when I feel like my creative juices get going. So this morning when I woke up, I decided to write a little podcast and record it for you guys. Here we go. I'm really excited about this episode. On my vision board, one of my phrases for 2020 that I really want to believe this year is that I'm anti-fragile. I grew up with a lot of sisters. Well, I have three sisters and they were always calling me sensitive. And I have owned that title for a long time. I've always saw myself as like sensitive and easily hurt. I actually love that I'm sensitive. I love that I feel feelings so deeply, but I'm aware enough right now in my life to see that this gift of sensitivity can be super overused. I think sensitivity is a gift. I think I have overused it in the past a little bit, if you know what I mean. It transfers over to being hurt by the littlest comments of disapproval or critique. In the past, it's transferred over into having a lot of expectations of others so that I could feel good. It looked like being hurt when I was not invited. I feel like when we're fragile, we're setting ourselves up for hurt and pain. And that's fine to feel. Like I feel like it's fine to feel pain, but it's like what Brooke Castillo and Jody Moore called dirty pain. And guys, like seriously, right now in my life, I have important work to do. (laughs) I have a lot of goals that I want to accomplish and I don't have time and energy and attention that I can use on dealing with this pain that is unnecessary. And so this year I've really taken initiative and decided that this was going to be my year of anti-fragility. The phrase anti-fragile comes from a book called Anti-Fragile, but I originally heard it from one of my gurus, Brooke Castillo. I love the concept and the idea and I've been putting a lot of energy into figuring out how to create this outcome in my life. And what I found is so amazing. It's that nothing in my life has to change. (laughs) My circumstances don't have to change. Bless, bless this realization. Bless that I don't have to move away from somebody who says something rude to me and I don't have to be defensive anytime anyone gives me a critique and I don't have to divorce my husband anytime he doesn't give me like quotes enough attention. And bless that I don't have to hide my talents under the bushel or give up on my dream because I didn't receive accolades for putting myself out there and blessed that I do not have to change my circumstances to feel better. I am so grateful that this is the world we live in, that we don't have to change our circumstances to feel better. All we have to do is change our mind. So I want you to think of it like this. I want you to think you're in a war zone and I want you to think... If you were in a war zone, you would take really careful precaution about where you position yourself. You wouldn't go stand straight up in the line of fire and not have any protection over your body and just stand there. You'd get shot, you'd die. But what's really funny is mentally, I think a lot of us do this. We stand up with no protection and we get eaten alive. And that is why I think there's so much hurt and pain in the world, unnecessary hurt and pain in the world. But I also want to tell you, I don't think that the incentive or like the thing that we should do is go into hiding. I don't think you're in a war. You should run and hide and never show up to the game, right? I think both of those are signs or symptoms of being fragile. And so we're going to get into it a little bit more. When you avoid fragile, you avoid any risk of fear of falling down or failing. Like we just avoid anything that could make us feel like we're failing. When you're anti-fragile, you're putting yourself in the war zone, which happens to be all of us if we're humans, because the whole 
experience is, could be considered a war zone, but you are not defined by it. You get stronger from it. You're willing to walk into the failure, willing to walk into the war zone, get positioned correctly and be in the game. Everything in this on this earth is 50-50. I believe that there's opposition in all things. So all the good in the world, there's also bad. This is the nature of the world that's supposed to be like this. And I think one of our jobs is to utilize the other 50%, utilize the negative, the hard, the bad to strengthen and fortify ourselves. I think this is the whole purpose while we're here is to learn and grow and strengthen from that 50%. And then I think that our other goal and job while we're here is to feel peace and joy from that other 50%. And I think we get into trouble when we think it's supposed to be 100% right and good all the time. And that's just not the nature of our earthly experience. And we need to use the heart and the disappointments and the frustration to make us stronger and essentially become anti-fragile. And I want to I want to point something out. I think sometimes people associate getting stronger and gaining more power and less fragility as being less sensitive and less soft. But I really want to argue that thought. This is how my brain thinks of it. And I just made this up. So we'll see if it resonates. I think of anti-fragility like a pillow, like soft and warm and available, not easily broken. You can throw a a pillow off a building and it's usually going to be fine. You can squeeze it so hard and it's fine. You can scream into it. You can punch it and it's fine. You can shoot an arrow into it and it might pierce it, but it can easily be sewn back up. Pillows are okay. They're not broken and shattered after someone punches them. And then they're there the next day to just keep you nice and warm and comfortable. They are so okay themselves that they can be okay for you when you need to go to sleep that night, right? They have so much in compassion and love for themselves that they can give it away so much easier than the next example I'm going to give. Okay. So that's the pillow. I think that is anti-fragile. Pillows are really not that easy to break. The next one, when I think of fragility is like glass, right? If it goes off that building, it's done. (laughs) If you squeeze it, it shatters. If you punch it, it's broken. If I shoot it with an arrow, it's going to be so difficult to put back together. You know, it's possible, but it is going to be so difficult and take so much time and energy. And when it breaks, it also hurts others. When it shatters, other people that are near it often feel that shattering. It cuts people. When someone comes to try to help it put it back together, they often end up wounds themselves. Every break, it makes it a little more fragile for the next time and getting more and more easily offended or hurt, not able to focus on others because it's constantly trying to protect itself from the arrows and the punches. So to me, anti-fragility is not hard. It's not mean. It's not self-centered. What it is, is it's self-sufficient. It's soft. It's able to have compassion because it's protected itself and it's taking care of its own needs. So then it can help and take care of others. I think it's so much more giving and it's such a smarter way to go about it. So I think that self-sufficiency of not being being fragile is a gift that you can give yourselves and others. It positions you to be in control of your life, not the circumstances, but you. It positions you to be in the driver's seat of your own life. It positions you to focus on others and not just you and how you are feeling. It makes it possible to be self-aware without being broken. It allows you to look inward and see where you need a little patchwork without feeling shame that you were ever hit. 
Anti-fragility to me is self-sufficiency. When we are self-sufficient, we can use our energy and our time to accomplish our goals and help others accomplish their goals instead of focusing entirely on how to keep ourselves safe or continually focusing on picking up our broken pieces and trying to piece ourselves back together. I just, I personally think it's better to be the pillow than the piece of glass. The other thing, you guys, is we live in a world where there are children. emotional children, spiritual children. We all are, right? In our own way, we're all children. Sometimes not even on purpose because we don't even know yet. Just like little kids don't know the rules yet and they don't understand everything. Children throw glass (laughs) and it breaks. But whatever if they throw a pillow, right? It's not that big of a deal. So I just want to make that clear that it's not bad to be strong is good. (laughs) I just think sometimes, especially as women, like we get it in our head in order to be soft, we have to be fragile. And I actually think it's the exact opposite. So, okay, let's get to the good stuff. So how do we implement this? How do we become less and less fragile? How do I start to transform from a fragile glass jar into a anti-fragile, nice, warm, soft pillow? I've come up with two steps. This is how I determined I'm going to work on it this year and how I found it has helped me so much in the past. The first step is that I position myself correctly mentally. And then the second step is that I walk into discomfort and I let that discomfort make me stronger. So I've found a thought that helps me so much in step one. Seriously, this is a life-changing thought. I think it all the time lately and I've pretty much found it can take care of any problem. Not really any problem, but a lot of my problems, any issue I'm having. The thought is, I take care of my own needs. And I want to share a little story with you because I think it will really demonstrate clearly why positioning ourselves mentally is step one and why it's so, so, so important. So here it goes. So I have always loved validation. I like too much. And I don't think needing outside validation from others to do anything in life is good or healthy. So this is something that I'm consciously trying to work on. The other day I told somebody I'm starting a podcast and I was excited about it and I had like been working really hard on it and he said what makes you think you'll be any good at that and I responded quickly with I don't know but I'll try and then I just I said that but then like my brain went wild it was is actually funny to look back on and by the way like my brain going wild is so natural and there's nothing wrong with you if this is what your brain would do too this is your brain trying to keep you safe it's trying to keep you in the pack it's trying to keep you out of harm's way it's what our brains are to do, but sometimes it's like a little overzealous and my brain definitely went a little overzealous. So my brain's like, oh my gosh, he's right. (laughs) What do I know about this? People are going to judge me. This is so embarrassing. He is judging me for trying something again because y'all, this ain't my first rodeo trying something. I have never done a podcast, but I mean, I've opened businesses and sold them and this is my first rodeo. And of course, all these thoughts that I'm thinking like, they're judging me. This is so embarrassing. I have something wrong with me because I keep trying stuff and it's (laughs) maybe in other people's eyes not working. And these thoughts, of course, just brought out negative emotion. I felt fear of judgment so bad. (laughs) I was like feeling the feelings (laughs) and I noticed that fear and I noticed my thoughts and I responded in my head with a thought that has really helped me in the past. This was just a couple days ago. And I responded with, I take care of my own needs. I responded to my brain's crazy thoughts with, I take care of my own needs. And then I thought to myself, what do I need right now? 
And I noticed right then I needed some love (laughs) and some encouragement. And now I think normally what we do if we weren't taking care of our own needs is we would expect the person who maybe said something to us to be the one to take care of our love and our encouragement. But I am choosing instead to take care of that on my own. So I gave it to myself. And in that moment, I told myself, you are so bomb for trying something new. I am so proud of you for being brave enough and vulnerable enough to share your thoughts with the world. And I reminded myself that the definition of success for me is growth. And so I'm already a success. I've already been successful at this because this whole experience is making me grow. And I reminded myself that living my passions and my purposes is a gift. And it's something that I have to do and I have to take control of my life and don't stop and you got this and keep going and then after I told myself I gave myself a little pep talk um guess what I felt I felt awesome I felt on fire I didn't even feel mad or annoyed with the guy because honestly it's just not his job to make me feel good and guess what you guys he can't make me feel good let me get this through you to you he could not make me feel good only I can do that And I do it by choosing thoughts that make me feel good. He can't make me feel good. I have to do that. Sometimes people say things that make it easier to choose thoughts that feel good. But we are always in control of our own thoughts. That is a gift that I believe we've gotten from God as agency. Now, I think this is a really good example because if I didn't position myself mentally to handle that, I probably wouldn't have done what I did next, which is something hard that comes with a lot of opposition. It's putting out a public podcast. (laughs) I probably would have given up before I even got to that part if I decided to believe him and not listen to my own thoughts and take care of my own needs. I probably wouldn't have walked into the discomfort of starting my own business. I probably wouldn't have done all of these things that have made me stronger. Guys, if I wouldn't have taken care of my own needs, what would have happened? I guarantee it because I've done it 50,000 times is first I would have felt shame. I would have felt like something was wrong with me. I needed to feel acceptance and love. If I didn't feel that, I would have felt shame. I would have probably went into hiding because shame makes us hide. (laughs) And then I would have not liked how shame felt because none of us do. And I would have blamed the guy who said it, aka I would not have felt any love and acceptance towards him, which is exactly what I believe God wants us to do is to love people, even when maybe they make it, they say something that makes it challenging to think um, loving thoughts towards yourself or whatever. God doesn't care. He says, love your enemies, love those that despitefully use you, love your neighbor. And I wouldn't have been feeling love. I would have been feeling blame towards him. I would have been blaming him and I've been feeling annoyed and I've been like, you're the problem. You're being rude. Why do you judge me? Right. But I didn't feel that at all because I chose to take care of my own needs. And then I probably would have shrunk down into my seat and never grown because shame makes us feel fear. And I wouldn't have ever had the opportunity to become less fragile by stepping into something hard because I didn't position myself mentally. But luckily I did. And so I did get to have all of the benefits of that circumstance. I feel like I really learned a lot right there. I love this thought of I take care of my own needs because it's so versatile. It can be used in pretty much any situation, but for the purpose of this podcast, I'm going to tell you especially how it can be used in attaining your goals like this. I don't need anyone to clap for me because when it's appropriate, I clap for myself. 
Do you guys feel that? I don't know if you guys listen to Gary Vee. I love Gary Vee. But he always tells me, he tells everyone, I don't, I don't hear accolades and I don't hear the booze. I take care, like he says, I take care of my own needs, right? If you're a boss, let's say you're a boss and, and your thought is I take care of my own needs. That means you do whatever you need to do to get the job done. We take care of it. Sometimes that looks like, let's say you need to hire somebody to copy, make copies for you. Let's just say I need an assistant to make copies for me. Do this, do that, do this. And then your assistant doesn't do it and it's not fulfilling the need that you hired them for, then they don't want that job. If they're not doing what you asked, they don't They don't want that. Let them free. You fire them, and then you take care of your own needs, and you find someone else. You stop wasting all this thought drama on they should be doing this, and they should be acting like this, and you would think they would know how to do this. No, I take care of my own needs. That means I let this person go, and I hire someone new. Or maybe taking care of my own needs looks like changing my perspective. Right. So I love Gary Vee. And he says this. Want to be happy? Have no expectations of others. Take care of your own needs. Right. That's what he's saying. So just meet your needs. And what's amazing is if you do this, you'll be so much better equipped, you guys, to serve the people around you. If you stop putting expectations on people, you can just love them. You just get to love and serve them if they if you don't have to put expectations on them. And I know if you're a boss, you might be hearing this and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I have to expect things of employees. And yeah, I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm not arguing that. I'm just saying you have to take care of your own needs. So if you need something copied, hire someone. If they can't do it, let them free. They don't want to do it anyways. And hire someone to make copies. Don't be angry. Don't be annoyed. You're wasting time and energy and you're not living into your full best self. If you're a wife or a partner and you make your husband's lunch every morning and you need help getting breakfast ready or getting the baby fed, meet your own needs instead of gosh dang it I have to do all of this now and I don't have any time and what is my husband even doing this is so annoying instead of those thoughts which I bet the reason that you started making his lunch in the first place was to be loving right because you wanted to do something nice for him meet your own needs on days when it's overwhelming you say hey babe I have to make breakfast will you make lunch I'm gonna get the baby fed and get breakfast made and if he says no you say I love you you might have to go grab lunch yourself because you take care of your own needs then you're able to love your husband instead of be annoyed with him, right? I know you guys have heard this, but you can't pour from an empty cup. And if I didn't meet my own needs, I wouldn't be doing this. And you wouldn't be hearing this. And we'd all be a little bit further behind in our growth. And so the next step, step number two, after we position ourselves mentally by meeting our own needs is step two is we have the courage to do the uncomfortable, be vulnerable, to do hard things. This makes you stronger. Every time you walk into discomfort, Next time, it'll get just a tiny bit easier. You'll be able to hold the hold it a little bit longer. You'll be able to do it for a little bit longer. Eventually, you'll start to be able to handle more and more. It's like gaining strength in your muscles. That's what anti-fragility is. You get less and less fragile every time you work out the muscle. So I want to encourage you to let yourself fail. Let yourself struggle. Push yourself for more. Get more strength. Gain more strength. That is my goal for 2020 is to keep pushing myself to take care of my own needs and let go of expectations of others and take accountability for my own life and become less fragile so that I can become more loving, more compassionate and more in tune with my highest self. So this year, this is the year for me of self-sufficiency, of anti-fragility, the year of more compassion, more love, 
more self-acceptance, more acceptance towards others, more meeting my own needs and more growth. I think meeting our own needs is self-care. I think that's what we're doing when we do this is we're taking care of ourselves so that we can truly take care and serve those around us. So thank you for listening. I love sharing this podcast with you. I'm loving creating it. I feel like I'm fulfilling so many of my needs and just creating this and having a creative outlet. I love the medium of audio. And so I'm super excited about this. If you guys like this, will you share it? Will you subscribe? Will you leave a review? I would be so grateful if you shared this with your friends and you told the people you love about it. Thank you. We'll see you next time.